first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shines over you. For look, darkness covers the earth, and total darkness the peoples. But the Lord will shine over you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your radiance. Raise your eyes and look around. They all gather and come to you. Your sons will come from far away, and your daughters will be carried on the hip. Then you will see and be radiant, and your heart will tremble and rejoice, because the riches of the sea will become yours, and the wealth of the nations will come to you. Caravans of camels will cover your land, your camels of Midian and Ephah. All of them will come from Sheba. They will carry gold and frankincense and proclaim the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading is taken from Matthew chapter 2, starting at the first verse, which is at page 966 if you want to follow in your Bible. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for those, those readings. I want to think this morning for a little while about going on a journey. Um, we've all been on journeys, uh, whether it's a journey on a holiday or a journey to see a long-lost relative. But the wise men went on a journey to follow a star, um, all the way to, um, to find the baby Jesus. And I want to remember or think about a journey like that, a journey through life. It's a bit of a trope, the idea of, of going on a journey. Um, for the wise men, actually, we remember doing it when we had our, our Christmas service here, didn't we, a, f- a few days ago. And Mike took the wise men on a journey all the way around church coming um, coming back to, to here again but going on a journey is sometimes used as a metaphor 
for the Christian life. Um, more generally, for Pilgrim's Progress, for those of you that, that are familiar with it, it's all about Pilgrim going on, a, going on a journey. But the Christian life obviously isn't a geographical journey. It's more of a, a metaphorical journey through life. And it's playing the part that we play in making God's kingdom come on earth, whilst drawing ourselves ever closer, ever closer to God. Well, we can all recall journeys that have, have sometimes gone wrong, and we've gone the wrong way. Actually, the wise men went the wrong way. They went to Jerusalem first, rather than to Bethlehem, until they, until they found out where, where Jesus was. And when they got to Bethlehem, they ought to ask the way. Where's the one that's been born king of the Jews? And sometimes we take a journey, and it may even end up going back to where we started, because we went completely the wrong way. Um, for those of you into, into technology, a bit like me, um, last year there was a particularly exciting point when um, the European Space Agency launched JUICE into space. Now, JUICE wasn't a bottle of squash. It was the Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer. And that had a long journey all the way to Jupiter. And they had a little map of how it was going to get there. And it wasn't just going to go in a straight line to Jupiter. It was going to take it about seven or eight years to get there. But first, it goes all the way up into outer space. And then two years later, it comes all the way back to Earth. And then it does it again. And in 2028, it comes all the way back to Earth. And then it comes again. And this time, it just goes back to Venus, our nearest neighbor, and then goes off into space. And it ever more does more and more of these slingshots until it builds up enough speed and enough momentum to take it all the way out to Jupiter. But it always seems to come back to the same place. And very often, I wonder if our Christian journey sometimes feels like that. At times, we feel we're going into the right direction. And then six, times, six months later, perhaps we feel we've, we've learned nothing. Just like the, the wise men in church that went all the way around and came back to the same place. Perhaps our faith sometimes feels no deeper. Perhaps we've been hurt and then think we can't really forgive. Or like Peter... At a critical moment, we seem to have let God down. Perhaps the wise men weren't so wise if they went to Jerusalem rather than Bethlehem. I remember the first time that, that, that I, I preached and it all seemed to be well. I didn't seem to articulate myself, didn't seem to have any nerves. I seemed to arrive at the end of the sermon. But gradually over time you appreciate that those aren't the most important things. Preaching is actually hearing God, hearing the message he has, and preaching from your heart as the Spirit leads. It's not to do with the kind of outward signs, but there's something more important. Now, all of us develop as Christians, and as we develop, we find new challenges that God puts in front of us and shows us things that are actually more important than what we thought was initially important. At times, he seems to bring us back to the beginning. But of course, we never do come back to the beginning. Like the spacecraft, it wasn't just coming back to Earth in the same way it arrived. It was coming back with more speed and more momentum to take it out on the next leg of the journey. And very often, our journeys are like that. We may feel that we've come back to the beginning, 
But everything that's gone wrong, every failure, every experience that we have changes us and makes us better and makes us better for that next phase. That, I think, is more the metaphor of what the Christian journey is. It's not just going in a straight line and following a star, but it's constantly learning from things as we go through with life, constantly learning as he takes us to the next level. In the end, the wise men finished their journey and they brought their gifts to Jesus. Our journeys are all different. None are going to be straight and they're going to have ups and downs. But as long as we keep in our minds what the objective, what the purpose of the journey is, following the star, following Jesus, looking for his place for us on the earth to make his kingdom come, we'll, we'll come to the end. We will find Jesus and we will bring what we have the gifts that we developed over our life to him, just as the wise men did. Amen. Amen.